Welcome to the Freud's Angels podcast, where two highly intuitive women dig into everyday problems using our connection to the divine, psychology, and energy work. We support you in your self-awareness, growth, and aid you in your shadow work. Now we're your hosts. I'm Vanessa. And I'm Grace. Let's get into the show. Hey, hey, angels. Welcome to episode 99, the Wayne Gretzky of, <laughs> of the Freud's Angels, which, right. you know, if you don't, if you don't follow hockey, Wayne Gretzky is the great one. So I I'm love feeling Wayne real Gretzky. good <laughs> about this topic and being 99 and putting it with the great one, loving Isn't, it. Well, I mean, hockey, frozen water, right? We're talking, yes. what are we doing? <laughs> Absolutely. And it's funny because that was as I said, Wayne Gretzky, I was like, and frozen water, ice. <laughs> great. This is so great. <laughs> um, what are we going to talk about, Grace? <laughs> well, before we get to that, wasn't Wayne Gretzky like the underdog story, like complete, yes. like, like totally wasn't considered a good hockey player and yes, like, or and he was like small and scrawny and right. People had to defend him because he, <laughs> he was easy to pick on. Yeah. <laughs> I love Wayne Gretzky. I, I, you know, back when I lived in Canada, I was, you know, you have to kind of watch hockey. You're in Canada. You have to do the thing. Yeah. It was really hard though, because, you know, being in New England and being a Bruins fan for forever, even though I had nothing, no idea about hockey, you know, and then, and then, you know, my, one of my um, kids favorite teams was the, um, the, the Habs, the, the the Canadians. So it was kind of like, Oh, but you know in Canada it's like yeah they're great right like totally my number two team please don't throw me out of this country (laughs) especially in Quebec because they're already like kind of angry that they're Canadians yeah I know (laughs) they want to emancipate from Canada so (laughs) and then and then it's like, you know, like my, it's like this. Yeah. I remember that. And I was like, oh, do I tell them that I'm a Bruins fan or will I get kicked out of Canada? Right. It's like, like it's impossible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so intri- yeah, interestingly enough, anyways, the topic of today is not hockey friends, even though that I, I would love, Vanessa has knowledge that we have not plumbed the depths of when it comes to things like hockey. And oh football. god i could talk about hockey for 17 and hours straight <laughs> hockey is her thing and so there's going to be an episode where it's going to be vanessa's hockey is episode and i'm just going to ask questions all day and ask and talk and we're just going to let her talk about hockey because i feel that that's a passion vanessa has not shared with us in, in a, yeah in a well it's been dormant so because there's no rinks anywhere near here so for those last three years that that my hockey island has been sleeping yeah. so That'll be a river that rushes out. Yeah. <laughs> and Kitty agrees. She just tapped yeah. her two cents and she's like, hockey? Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> Good stuff. I, I I admire Vanessa being a hockey player, friends. And I know this isn't about hockey, but um, because I just, the amount of energy and the amount of oh, just like resilience and fortitude to be a hockey player, I can't imagine up and down that ice constantly back and forth and just the amount of just solid muscle and, and stamina and like to be constantly moving on your feet. It's like roller skating, (laughs) but with having a stick and trying to figure out where the puck is at the same time without falling on your ass. Yeah, it is a lot, but you totally get lost in it. It's like so amazing. It's because you just, that, that one of the things that I love about it, and yes, of course, this isn't about hockey, but here we go. One of the things that I love about it is the meditative part of it, because it allows you to get out of everything. You cannot be thinking of other things or you'll be terrible in your game. Like yeah. you have to be focused on that. You have to let everything go because you've got to be paying attention every second that puck goes really fast. And sometimes so do the people and you've got to be paying attention. That's what I love about it. You get all the energy out physically, but then you also get a mental break from all your BS because you get to do this. Oh, it's it's amazing. It's amazing. And I can't wait to do it again, even though I may be, by the time this comes out, um, I will have already 
hopefully played in this tournament, but I'm fully aware that there's going to be some physical ramifications <laughs> of playing hockey for the first time in three years. I even this is going to be in traction the day after. Absolutely. My <laughs> shoulder's already screaming and I haven't touched a stick. <laughs> anyway, oh. onward with our podcast. Yes. What is it we're going to talk about? <laughs> Sorry, we get fixated on. So this is how our life is, friends. So this is how we roll. This is Tangentville. So we we are talking about water today. We're talking not only about water itself, but the consciousness of water. Everything has a consciousness. You know, it's Mm -hmm. earth has a consciousness, water, because there's living parts within water, earth, air. You know, there's all these parts. So it came from... I, I taught, I I'm teaching healing angel protocol level three, which is a lot about sacred geometry. And it's a lot about elemental consciousness. So yesterday I taught a class on water consciousness and I won't get into all the information, but for the most part, water has, is, is its own, its own, it sustains itself. Like there's a cycle because, you know, the heat comes and it, and it evaporates into clouds and, and clouds are what they're water molecules that mm-hmm. are suspended in air. Mm-hmm. And then when they get too big, they mm-hmm. fall from the sky. Yep. You know, that's basically, you know, weather, that's how yep. weather happens. So if you think about that process, the water on earth has been recycled how many times, like since ancient yeah. times. So we have this mm-hmm. water that has been here since medieval, even before medieval times, mm-hmm. before the baby Jesus, you know, <laughs> it, it's so old that it carries with it. I feel the memory of what it was because water is a great cleanser. It's, I think water is tied to emotions. That's why, you know, when the tides move in and out, you know, it's, it's directed by the moon, which sometimes kind of directs our, our menstrual cycles, which kind of, we, Mm -hmm. sometimes you'll find your hook, you're synced up into some sort of full and half moon or new new moon type of symmetry. Mm -hmm. Um, it's also, it's, it's the one liquid that can erode more things within the earth. Yeah. It can erode soil it carved the grand canyon when the ice caps melted like it carved it um it can erode you know roads streets you know just by that water water can a tsunami can erode Mm -hmm. in a complete town like there's power in water yes and i think that it you know it also i mean it takes with it it can be polluted because we have toxins we have you know, fertilizer runoff, we have all of that is introduced into our water. But I think over time, the more that we clean up our, our own act into what we mm-hmm. put into our water, the more mm-hmm. chance it has at, as, as healing itself, yeah, like absolutely. the less we put into it as it cycles back and forth, some of that is it's less and less. So mm-hmm. the amount of toxins become less and less within our water. Anyway, well, cause think about it. Okay. Like as you were talking, I was like, Oh my God, like things you never think about <laughs> when you think about like, we used to, when I was young, I feel like one of the biggest fears that I had not biggest, but I fear I had was acid rain. Cause I didn't get it. Like, I was like, what are you talking about? Acid rain sounds like acid, literal acid is going to touch my body and burn me. Like, right. I was like, what are you talking about? But as you were talking about that and I was like, yeah, you know, like when you really think about the, the cycle and the cleansing of it how all of those things cleanse. If you've ever taken a chemistry class, you know, when you boil the water, you like the, the bad stuff or the salt or whatever collects somewhere. And then the water, the pure water goes somewhere else. And it's like, well, that's what the ground is for, right? Like when we think about that whole entire cycle and filtering, like the, all the natural filters that actually exist, if we're not messing with it, too much. I mean, I guess some of it is, is going to be there, but just, wow. When you actually sit down and think about that, taking it out of all of like the water coming out of the faucet and all that kind of stuff, it's like, we really have a good chance if we start caring of allowing that self 
sustaining system to be really, really good. And it's just like air. Think about when the pandemic started and everybody stayed home. What happened? Yeah. There was no smog. Yeah. You could actually see cities yeah. because people had to stay home and yeah. was did they weren't allowed to use their vehicles. Like mm-hmm. the same thing with water. The more we get into supporting farm and agriculture that doesn't use pesticides, that doesn't use any type of toxic fertilizers, that that really kind of, you know, the more that we can advocate and support those farmers and other ways that we pollute the, the water. Um, you know, it's, there's so much that we could do, but that's not kind of why we're here today. That's, it's kind of just, that's just a bit of an overview. We're here to kind of talk about our relationship to not only what water can do, but waters that resides within us. We are 70% water. We are made up of, I mean, our earth is made up of 70% water. Now Mm -hmm. only a certain percent, a small percentage is drinkable, but Mm -hmm. we, the earth is made up with just as much water. And I want to talk about now Masaru Emoto, trying to say his name, right? (laughs) A gentleman from Japan long ago, many of you know, and not, he did it first, but I think everybody else um, kind of after him, uh, took on, took up the, the campaign of what it was. He was the one that created messages from water. That was the book that he created where, um, he took photographs of ice crystals that accompanied the spirit of, um, pictures and, and the water and what he said to the water, meaning the words, a kind of loving words, or, you know, being kind to water and the crystals that would form and the beautiful symmetry and the beautiful kind of ice crystals that it would create. And then he had water where he was, would talk meanly or listen to really bad music or like really like angry and, and like different type of vibration and how the crystals in that ice formed and they were cloudy and they were very deformed and they didn't have symmetry and they didn't have, and he was kind of the, one of the pioneers that really started that, that idea that water has a consciousness and that water has memory. And <clears throat> I, and I know water in it, and something clicked with me yesterday that made me think if we're 70% water, that means over half of our body is water, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And we have these thoughts or we have influence outside influence and we have this narratives in our heads and we tell ourselves internally constantly how we're not enough. We're lazy. We're stupid. We're, we don't work hard enough. There's all these self-flagellatory conversations happening. Well, we are just programming the water that is in us, in our blood and our circulatory system and our lungs. We are telling our, we're programming our water with this low vibrational energy. So if you think about it, if water that's frozen has very deformed crystals and whatever, it's no wonder why we have disease and we have things, illnesses and, you know, and, and that we don't have health, good health, or we're not optimal. It's because we're not feeding it. We're programming our water with a sense of, of rejection of ourselves, of that we're, we are like horrible polluting our own ocean there we are (laughs) i just was like i I mean i just had visuals as you were talking which is what i love Uh, you know like uh, that's what i love about the way you explain things is that it's very easy (laughs) easy for me to visualize what's happening and I, i was like oh i see the pollution right like literally throwing the things in the ocean that you know we're going to mess up that ocean, but just doing it anyway, because you don't really quite understand the, the, that part of it, but being able to see yourself that way. Yeah. <laughs> I'm having a moment. Yeah. No, and it's true. And I love the way you phrase that because we are polluting our own ocean. And, and if we think about it, when we're emotionally not okay, 
if we have any type of physical chronic illness, what usually happens? It flares mm -hmm. because we're emotionally not okay. Our okay. vibrational energy of our emotions is low. So the water that surrounds our joints, that surrounds our body is going to be low. And therefore, a lot of times that creates flares in chronic illnesses. It creates illness <clears throat> there. I know, I know when I'm going to have, when I'm going to be sick, like whether it's sinuses, whether it's bronchitis, I know, because as soon as I have this train of thoughts and, and it happens day after day where I'm very much like, you got to get this shit done you're being lazy. You're resting on your laurels. You can't take care of this. You can't look at your finances. Oh my God, what the fuck are you doing? Why haven't you gotten another job? When I have these thoughts chronically, like days in a row, I immediately know that there is, a, I'm either going to have a sinus infection or my sinuses <laughs> are going to be like, it's like an allergy attack mm -hmm. or I'm going to like, like bronchitis. Like yep. I know mm -hmm. because and, and I can usually pinpoint what happens. Like I can usually pinpoint, oh, those are my thoughts. Okay. Mm -hmm. So <clears throat> let's talk about positive affirmations. Now, some people don't like them and I get why. Mm -hmm. um, but if you're a person who hasn't tried them, I encourage you to try them to see if they work. For me, they help. They help me get to a point where I've programmed myself enough. I, 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 now that I have an understanding, I've programmed my water to support that affirmation. Mm -hmm. Then I can go be it. And I don't need the affirmation any longer. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. like, I'm trying to not only course correct brain wiring, I'm, I'm correcting my internal ocean. Yeah as Vanessa just so eloquently put it. So if you think about it, affirmations can work, but it also depends on what else you're feeding it. Right. We usually, when we look at affirmations in, in counseling, I'm always like, okay, you maybe don't have a hard, you maybe have a hard time connecting to positive affirmations, but tell me how many negative aff affirmations you happily participate in <laughs> and it's like oh no 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 like well then affirmations are for you you're just not using them <laughs> the way that is good for you right, right. because negative saying i am so stupid is a negative affirmation you are affirming something negative about yourself and a positive affirmation is affirming something positive so if you can do a negative affirmation you can do a positive one hundred <laughs> <Yep>. percent <laughs> totally that's and my con confrontation. The, the very few times I get confrontational, that's one of them. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I just, let's talk about outside influence and hold on a second. My uh, feline hasn't sure what she wants to do right now. She's trying to find a way to disrupt this entire podcast because she is so good at doing it every single time. And it was my mistake to record in the living room. <laughs> so it is all good. <laughs> anyways, so let's talk about outside influence. Um, so what are maybe even as, so what are some of the outside influences that we could talk about that may impact our internal ocean? Well, I mean, the easiest one, the easiest one is the moon, right? And I always say this to people when we talk about that, I'm like, you can't, well, I mean, you can, but you shouldn't. <laughs> it's like, odd to believe that the full moon makes people crazy, but the moon doesn't do anything any other time. Right. Like we, that's been for ages and ages. Oh no, it's a full moon. All the crazies are out. Right. So it's like, yeah, if the moon can make a tide this far away from an earth and you, you think that you as 60 to 70% of water, depending on your hydration level that day <laughs> are not also experiencing some sort of tide, then which tell me, tell me why you, why you can believe in one and why you can't believe in the other. And sometimes, you know, that it's, it's a hard road to, to acceptance, but it makes sense. 
right? Like it just, it just makes sense. So I think the moon is like the one, my go-to of like, well, do you believe in the tides? Because you can see them, they exist. You can't tell me that they don't exist. So we've already got something that influences water and the earth is also part of some, is part land and you are part, not water, same thing. So like kind of bringing that in of saying like, Hey, then we bring, we can bring it planetary after that. Cause now we're starting to believe in energy and and how all of that goes. So that's one of them. Um, I think uh, we are very easy. Like we, we know that we love to go in the water. Yeah. We love to go in the water. All of us, I feel like, even if you're just dipping your toes because you don't like to swim, we have a thing for water. We shower, we bathe. <laughs> water makes us feel something. And like we, when we really take them, those things apart, we can't deny it. Right. We, we can, but we're going to look a little bit foolish. So I feel like those are some, a couple real easy ways to be like, Oh, perhaps my body and my emotions are affected by water because the water's there because it's like water meeting water. Yep. Which I love to think about. <laughs> yes. And a point that I would love to touch on is how we use our, uh, how the external impacts our water. And in a sense of what we choose to watch, what we choose to read, what we choose to hear, um, you know, I get, I love, don't get me wrong. I love a true crime documentary. I am a forensic files nut. I am a murder mystery lover. Midsummer murders. I've watched all 22 seasons, like six times. Like <laughs> I love me a good murder mystery. However, <laughs> there are times I find that I get kind of saturated with murder mysteries and I often will need something that's lighter, something mm-hmm. that's more heartful. One of the shows that recently that I've been watching is uh, one of the ones is called repair shop it's out of um, the UK and it's a, it's done from a heritage site, which is a barn and they have all these craftsmen and, and people bring their um, like antiques, their heirlooms, things that have been destroyed or, or um, broken in the war from the bombings from, mm-hmm. you know, all these different things. They have all these stories and it's so heartful that they get that back. Like it's a yeah. feel good kind of situation. And, and I feel when like my internal water systems are saturated with murder, (laughs) I need, I need a little bit of like that reprieve. Like I need wholeness, like things. It's me saying the world isn't about people who are horrible. Yeah. Reminding me that there are, there is good in the world and that it can be accessed very easily that you, that it's not rare. You know, we were just talking about TV shows and we'll have another episode about what we feed ourselves and, and the things that we watch. And, and, um, but that really impacts us. If you're a news watcher, of course, you're programming your water to be like, you know, hypervigilant or whatever it is you're getting from the news, like fear or whatever, Mm -hmm. that sense of like righteousness, whatever you're feeding yourself, Mm. the books that you read, what type of books do you read? What type of music do you listen to? I mean, don't get me wrong. I love a good heavy metal day of just like, you know, it helps speed me up in my work, but Mm. can't listen to it all the time because it, I used to, but now I listen to a lot more of the frequency music because I want to program my water to be healing you know, I know it sounds yeah. weird. Program my water. Like, no, I, it's, I am like so enthralled with this because wa- water and I have a very special relationship, but even just thinking about, you know, what you're saying of like, when you think of it as, you know, and when I said your own ocean, it's like, that's what I needed in order to put all these little like scenarios and storyboards together. <laughs> to help me like hold on to this. And I thought of like, 
the news as like a hurricane, like putting a hurricane over your ocean, like, and, and like choosing the weather, choosing what happens to your water based on what environment you put it into. You know, you put it into something steaming hot, it's going to evaporate. You're going to, you're going to feel depleted, you know, like, and it just kind of was like, oh, okay. Like the same way that when you watch something that makes you cry, it's almost like you fill up your ocean, like, and, and let it out at the same time. Like you perform a cycle, (laughs) (laughs) just a rapid cycle because it, it takes too long, maybe through sweat or whatever, but like even that with sweating, this is why, you know, part of when somebody really loves working out and it has nothing to do with their, what their body looks like or whatever, like I love a good sweat. Cause it feels like I've completed a rapid cycle. I mean, this is what I know now of it, like conceptualizing it of like that cleansing, bringing it so I can bring in some new. And I let out some of that, that has some toxins, a little acid rainish and like what I choose to feed my ocean, whether it's emotionally, because I want to create giant tides, or if I want really calm tides, if I want like a a still lake effect, then I've got to do something that's calming. And remember too, we must replenish our water. So when we sweat and when we cry and we do all those things, we're adding water, clean water into our ecosystem. Yeah. So it's our way of, of like, you know, of, of replenishing what we've lost through sweat, through tears, through whatever. And even, and even, you know, tears of joy versus tears of sadness. One's Mm -hmm. a bit saltier than the other. Yeah. And, you know, and so when, when we replenish, that's why water is so important. That's why drinking water is so essential. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and I feel that, you know, that goes to the God because immediately when I said that, I felt like I, my heart expanded and, and went to like the, the areas like Flint where they have no water yeah, and how horrible it is for them and how just the God-given right of natural resources like water has been polluted for them and how, how they don't have it because of a human being, being horrible, you know, like, mm-hmm. and, and the, the oil companies and all the other places wanting to control and have, and it just, it makes me sad because it's like, we need that for life. Yeah. Water and it's been provided for, for us. Yeah. It literally has been provided for us. It exists to keep us alive. And then somebody decided to control it. It's really wild. It sucks. For someone yeah. else's monetary gain, somebody else's yeah. God-given right is affected. <sighs> so sad, but it's horrible. Mm. Um, so, you know, when we think about our ecosystems and what's inside of us, because, I mean, the world is a giant terrarium, if you think about it, with the ozone layer and our atmosphere Absolutely. layer. You know, we're just a giant terrarium that constantly recycles stuff, but... Mm-hmm. We are Biodome, which was one of my favorite movies. <laughs> I remember that forever ago. <laughs> Such a dumb movie, but man, I loved it. <laughs> um, so, you know, we too are our own ecosystems and we have to think about what type of pollution we will allow into our ecosystem through whether it's through our senses, whether it's through eating and tasting and having and or whether it's through um, watching listening, experiencing, feeling, whatever way that we digest and ingest things, like how does that impact our, our ecosystem? And, you know, as a whole, and and Vanessa, you talk about significations with like, you know, you have these moments where water is showing you and sharing with you your like what's coming and like there's change coming. Mm. I feel in that type of experience, I feel like living in the desert, water was so important, but yet so scarce because you're in the desert. Right. We hardly got rain we hardly got the stuff. And I think that that's why my pendulum went so far the other way as to live in a place where it constantly rains. <laughs> yeah. 
is because yeah. I, need the, I need that moisture. I need that, you know, that support and getting in touch with, you know, what in our, and even our environmental makes a difference. Yeah. You know, I'm ready to cry and release and to cleanse my, you know, my emotions through, and I feel like being in a place where there has, there is moisture. It, it helps with that. It helps me feel like I'm supported, earthbound supported yeah. because of where I'm living and what I'm, the things that I'm working through. And, and yeah, I mean, that's crazy. I've, I've done a lot of growing and healing since I've been here and I've only been here a year. So God only knows what this next seven is going to look like. Right. That, I love that. I mean, and that's the consciousness that of knowing that about ourselves and recognizing it and, and being able to balance when we realize that the imbalance, you know, can make a world of difference. Um, like, I mean, water does show, it shows up for me. I always have thought of it kind of comically because it, it's, it's, it never doesn't ever really just show up like, Hey, what's up? It's always like calamity of some sort, <laughs> but, um, I mean, it, it's not just one or two or three, it's like over and over and over again. And it doesn't happen all the time. Right. Like, so I remember, I can remember distinctly a little bit before I ended up actually leaving the New York, New Jersey area, I spilled water on my desk at work, like three times a week. <laughs> And it was like, not like me, but I remember somebody being like, oh, that's probably not a sign. You're just clumsy. And it was like, first of all, <laughs> I know me and I am not clumsy, but I also do know, I know what this means. The Christmas before I left the people above me, I had lived in this apartment building for like nine years. The people above me had a pipe leak and my entire kitchen flooded. <laughs> I mean, water in my drawers, like it was freaking everywhere. And I just remember being like, oh my God, like, but at that time I didn't get it right. Like I did, I was just like, why, woe is me, right? Like I was in the, woe is me? Like, why is all this happening? And I remember when it shifted was after those events happened, I went to Florida on a whim. I bought a one-way ticket to Florida and figured I would maybe I don't know, drive a car back or something. I, I just knew I had to go for this hockey tournament. And it was the ocean there that, I mean, I never felt more at peace. We had a pool in the backyard with a tiki thing. I mean, it was, I mean, it was like, holy shit, this is a completely different environment. On my drive down, I decided to move there. On my drive down there, literally, the air conditioning, uh, what do they call it? Like the plug? I had one, I had a wicked old car. There was, there's like a plug that is supposed to drain the water from the air conditioning. Well, mine was clogged with like leaves and shit water in my dashboard to the point that when I turned the wheel of the car, you could hear it sloshing <laughs> in the dashboard though. It wasn't like anywhere else. It, it stayed contained in there. And it was like, what? A couple weeks later, the hot water heater in my tiny little apartment spewing water all over my apartment. It's like, you can't make it up. It wasn't just, just the spills of water. It's like, this water speaks to me. Water is really important to me. It, it tells me stories. It comes to me when I need to recognize it, when I need to be more water, <laughs> right? Like, if that makes sense. And I mean, it's happened here in this house. The toilets all stopped, started like running all at the same time. I had to like fix so many things on them. The, the pipes started whining. Uh, I started spilling water again all over the place. My daughter just spilled some water today. I mean, major. And having this conversation helps me even take that further because it's, like I said, it's kind of been like calamity like, ha ha yeah, I know I, when I would spill water or if somebody else would spill water, I'd go, I know. Like I just did it downstairs. I just explained to my daughter when we spill water a lot, it means that something good is coming. Yeah. <laughs> Literally just said it, but putting this all together of us being an ocean, us being a little earth, like we're yeah. just a tiny little earth on the earth of, you know, 60 to 
20% water and the rest land. And we have to treat it like that kind of ecosystem that it is the way that we care about the earth and the way that we understand storms that come to do things. It's the same. <laughs> it's like the same and putting that together, I think is like amazing for being able to conceptualize because a lot of times the things we talk about, I know people are like, can't wrap my head around it, no matter how many times I try, because you're, you're at this part and I'm at this part. And I, and I, I, there's a lot of steps before I can get there. So again, like my job in the world, I feel like is to bridge that gap (laughs) and it's like smash those together and be able to have this conversation about like just changing the way we talk to ourselves, the way we treat ourselves, the ecosystem that we're creating through our conscious actions. It's amazing. It's so cool. It is. And it's, it's also remind, you know, it's, it's not about, you know, society saying, you know, drink your eight ounces of water a day. No, there is a need. There's a physical need to replenish what you've lost. And, you know, and also to just kindness goes a long way in reprogramming our own ecosystem our own ocean. And I, I love that you, I love that you, you coined that, that term and, and, and and how we can impact it and how we can move with this rhythm. We don't necessarily need tsunamis. Like the more that we are open to hearing and seeing where we need to work on and heal and take care of ourselves and to change how we treat ourselves, we don't need tsunamis in order to make us move or make us change. We can take, I don't know, a mild cyclone. <laughs> you know, it's like, we don't, we, we can, we can see the cloud. We can, we can see the dark clouds roll in and go, oh, there's something that needs to happen. I need to work on this rather than having this big, you know, earth shattering moment where we were washing everything away. Love it. Like, I mean, I could, I could, I can't love this anymore. <laughs> like I am so in it. Because as soon as you said tsunami, I was like, yeah, like the way that we talk about the cleansing and rebirth it's like a tsunami, right? Like, and it just takes everything away. And then we've got to do something to backfill it. When we talk about our, our trauma cleanse, it's literally that, right? Like you've got to complete the cycle or else, or else we don't even really know what the or else is, but so we just got to make sure, but that, that, that tsunami always has a, always has a warning, right? Cause an earthquake happens somewhere, Usually. right? Usually. Yeah. <laughs> if people so, see the signs, if people are aware and seeing the signs of something happening and yeah yeah so it's like I mean again like it's words matter and what we connect to matters and like for me (laughs) seriously for the rest of my life I feel like being able to connect this and being like I feel rough seas inside me you know just really helps me feel more connected to the earth me makes me conceptualize a lot better of how to treat myself like the way that I treat the earth and allow and seeing the signs the same way that we see the signs of weather. Hey, there's a disturbance. Let's not let it become a hurricane. Let's plan for it. Let's what um, we can't stop the hurricane in real weather, but we can in our own bodies because we are the controller. Amazing. Yeah, absolutely. I did not expect to get this here today. I knew it was going to be fun and good and everything, but I was like, this is amazing. Yeah. And our emotions, which is i.e. water are -hmm. very powerful. And the more that we can shift our emotions to a more neutral or even compassionate, positive, it doesn't even have to be positive. We can still experience the the crap times in our lives. It's not to say when, when I, I say positive, I don't mean everything is sunshine and rainbows all the time. There's going to be moments where life is tough or that life happens. And there are things outside of our control that happens, you know, a loved one, you know, has an accident or a, you know, something happens in the world that we don't have control over in the immediacy. Those things are going to affect us. 
-hmm. but knowing that they affect us, knowing like after experiencing what was in the news recently about another school shooting, like I just wanted to hide under my covers and cry for all of those little beings and, Mm -hmm. and, and, and those adults. And I can't control that, but in the immediacy, I can control it long-term meaning advocate for gun, you know, I don't want to take people's guns away, but I sure as fuck want a hell of a lot more laws about who owns them Mm -hmm. (laughs) and how they can get them. them. Um, You know, so things like that are always going to happen and affect our ecosystem. So what do we do with that? We make sure that we take the time to honor what we're feeling, but we begin to replenish and refresh and, and begin to like reintroduce the, like a lighter side of, of life and of energy, a higher vibrational energy, whether it's through meditation, whether it's through watching heartwarming TV shows and whether it's whatever that is and whatever that helps us see the good in the world, see the good in ourselves and in people. Cause that's, mm-hmm. I think the biggest thing is that the more we saturate ourselves with negativity, negative thoughts, and I don't even want to say negative, but thoughts that are not conducive to a higher vibration or your well-being or whatever it is, the more we stay there, the more our body begins to reflect those thoughts and those energies. Yeah. Um, and that's when we get sick and we have illness and we have disease because Mm-hmm. our cells are kind of like ice crystals, mm-hmm. you know, they're made up of a lot of water. So if you're feeding them really negative, really harsh judgments and harsh things, then you're not going to get a beautiful cell. You're going to get a cell that's deformed and that's doesn't function properly. That becomes yeah. cancerous. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And we have, we have control over the ecosystem. We do. We like to think that we don't, but when we really look into everything about what we're feeding the ecosystem emotionally physically with our souls you really do begin to understand that you are the person who controls it that that many times we're not mindfully doing it and that's why we create disease unknowingly a lot of people that don't know that they've created disease in their body and because it seems like it was up to fate somehow like oh it just happened i was just born made to be this way and it's like i don't know man like <laughs> that seems pretty odd that you out of all the people you know like we can i think take a moment to really understand that we play a huge a huge part in that and yes. that being more conscious of it helps us really understand that and i know that that's it was far-fetched for me too, before I started to have problems. And before I really started to understand that what was going to happen if I didn't clean up my act, really understanding, like, I don't want to create disease within my body. I don't. And if I'm going to continue to inflame my body, then it's going to fight back and that, and it's going to be a disease of some kind, like, and I don't get to pick. So (laughs) (laughs) let me figure out how to be better to my body so that it will not do that. I have the control. I can look at what I'm ingesting. I can look at what I, who I surround myself with. I can look at how I spend my days and do the best I can to change my body, mind, spirit, like to a great homeostasis so that I don't create that and really hope that the damage I've done before hasn't already done the damage. Well, Here's a prime example of how that works. I have an actual example. Many of you know that I have, I've said many times that I manifested rheumatoid arthritis and autoimmune disease. Many of you know that I I've admitted to manifesting it. Not that I consciously wanted to manifest it, but if I look back and if I, when I talk about it and I reflect back, where was I emotionally at that time, what was I feeding my internal ocean? Mm-hmm. I was highly critical because I had just left my children in Canada, my stepchildren. And so I was feeling guilty for that. Like I abandoned them. 
So there was an abandonment conversation in my head that was saying, you abandon your children. Then I had the narrative of my father saying, I'm not working hard enough and I'm not making enough money. So I started working two jobs at the time. And then at the time that the RA came on, I was working one job, but I was working 80 hours a week because I wasn't working hard enough and I had to work. And, and the, um, and the fact that I was overweight and that that was a highly critical thing when it came to my dad. So I internalized all of that. So basically every single day I said to myself in some way, shape or form, I'm not good enough. You don't work hard enough. You don't make enough money. You're a horrible step parent because you abandoned your children and what you feel doesn't matter. Yeah. I said that to myself for probably a couple of years and that's how I manifested rheumatoid arthritis. Yeah. And I know that I did because there's no hereditary like markers for it in my family. Like there's nothing genetically. There's only one other person and it's four generations back and no one else ever having rheumatoid arthritis or autoimmune issues. Mm-hmm. Now, when I understood, because if you look up Louise Hay and heal your body A to Z, what does it say? Rheuma- rheumatoid arthritis is being highly critical of the self. What was I being in that moment? Highly critical of myself. Mm-hmm. So I programmed my ocean. All of it was defunct. All of the cells went crazy. Cause that's what autoimmune is. Your immune system goes do lally and gets the crazy googly eyes and like attacks <laughs> itself. Yeah. So we become the issue. Yeah. And it was because of the fact that I programmed my water with these negative deformed cells and crystals because of what I was saying to it. So my immune system was like, this is bad. This is negative. Let me try to get rid of it. But yet at the same time, it's damaging me internally because of that. So I activated my immune system because my internal water was creating cells that were deformed, which activated it, which made it start to destroy itself. We are the enemy. We must defeat it. So that's how when we sit in these judgments and these criticisms of ourselves, of, of our, you know, our low vibrational energy and the thought processes, that's how we feed it. That's how it's fed because you're creating the water in the cells and the body wants to go and try to fix it and heal it. Cause that's its job, but it doesn't get the memo that it's our own body. Cause it's doing what you told it to do. Yeah. And it's the bad guy because you told me to do that. And now look, I'm the bad guy. And you're telling me now this drug is going to lessen my effects upon your body. Yeah. When I realized a lot of this, this is, this is what began my healing journey with this. This is what's got me started. I mean, I was always an intuitive person, but never really to the degree that I am now because of that's how I, I wanted to, heal it. I wanted, it did not, I didn't want it in my life. It wasn't until I understood its purpose and accepted it as a blessing that it was and, Mm. and understood its purpose in my life that I was able to actually heal it. And I did. Mm -hmm. So it's possible. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah. And there's, there's a lot of stories that are out there when you look for them, I feel like and this is the story for another day that we will have coming up there. If, if you're not paying attention or if you're looking at what's fed to you without going to seek it, you won't hear any of these stories. But when you do go looking to see about people who have healed their bodies, there are some quote unquote miracles out there. But when you look into the miracle, you see that that's what they've done is figured out the root cause of how they created it, not making it sound like, oh no, I was just a not chosen one, you know? And this isn't to say that everybody, right? Cause there's gonna be somebody out there that's like, why would this happen to a kid? And that's not really what we're talking about. We're talking about some of the stuff that is totally pre- preventable within us, yep. you know, when you're sitting here listening to this, but there's tons of them. There really are tons of stories like yours out there that are like, this is what I was facing and this is what I did instead. And then it went away and I didn't have to, you know, put more poison into my body and I didn't have to go through rigorous, horrible treatments. I just 
listened to my body, figured out what it was that I did and fixed it, did something different, created a different ecosystem. I saved it. hundred percent. hundred percent. It's crazy. So if you're wondering why people like me and other people use positive affirmations, that's why. And if, and you know, and I understand some people are like, it just doesn't work. Well, first of all, it doesn't work because you're stuck in being highly critical of yourself. And secondly, you, you say it in a way that's like, I love and approve of myself. (laughs) How is that positive? (laughs) Right. You know, (laughs) my stupid therapist told me I have to say this dumb thing. Like, oh, okay. (laughs) That's going to make it better. (laughs) I can feel the joy waves out of that one. Positivity just rolls off. Right. Yeah. You're feeding me sugar right there. <laughs> Careful, I'll get a cavity. Right. Oh, so I hope that we've shared enough that kind of explains how our body and water and the consciousness of it and the understanding of it is important. Um if you have questions. If you want to know, Hey, could, how has my emotional health manifested as, as my health, health, physical health? Like, has it had impact? If you need some parallel help drawing parallels, if you need understanding a little bit better of how that works in your own personal life, please connect with us. Vanessa and I have a program called trauma cleanse and you will work with Vanessa and work through through intuitive counseling, what it is you're trying to heal, you're trying to work with, maybe you're trying to find understanding, and then you come see me and we clear it in the cellular and energetic layers and then bring in that beautiful new narrative and that beautiful light that the narrative, Vanessa, that will help you create and we'll instill that within your body and and your physical and energetic fields and all of the fields so that you are primed to have success after you visit us. We also can help yeah. you individually. Each of us does our own magic, our own wonderful things, whether you're seeking talk therapy or intuitive therapy, or whether you need just a good old energy healing. I'm here for that. So contact us freudsangels.com or email us at freudsangels at gmail.com follow us on Instagram and, uh, Facebook meta, sorry, stop calling it Facebook. Meta. The, the, the meta networks. <laughs> oh <laughs> my God. Find us there. If you have questions, if you have ideas or concepts you want us to talk about, please drop us a line at our email address or on any of the social media. And we're happy to consider what you want us to talk about. Yeah, we want to know what you want. We have exactly. no shortage of ideas yes. <laughs> of our own, but Hey, if you want to hear about something, we're here for that too. For Absolutely. sure. Absolutely. Thank you for listening and sticking with us in this past hour. And we hope that you have a beautiful week ahead. Yes. Love y'all. If you were triggered by anything said in this podcast, please dial 911 or go to your local emergency room. To more deeply understand your unique emotional reaction to today's podcast, I'd love for you to connect with me. You can find me at Vanessa Perry Counselor at gmail.com or at www.vanessaperry.net. And if you wish to take your healing further, through energy work or channeling angels or the highest level beings, please reach out to me, Grace, at graceevergreen.com or graceevergreen at outlook.com. And always remember you are loved, you are worthy, and the world needs your light. <laughs>